South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and wellbeing for Pacific people and all communities. Your home for everything rugby league. This is Running It Straight with Tony Kemp and Sam Hewitt on SENZ. That is Rugby League, and this is Running It Straight right here on SENZ. Sammy Hewitt sitting in the chair with you. No Kempe today, certainly not for the first half an hour. Uh, he's on a, I'm going to call it a junket. I'm going to call it a little junket up to Newcastle, visiting some friends and frequenting many of the pubs up there, as I have seen through social media and the photos he's sending on WhatsApp. Uh, Kempe's going to jump on at around about 2.30. We're going to have a look at uh, the State of Origin sides that were named this week. The Blues won yesterday with a lot of talking points, and we will also have a little chat about the Warriors as well. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, Captain Fantastic, Mr. Toru Harris. In around about 10 minutes' time, he's going to jump on the program with us. It is a bye week for the Warriors, so uh, they did have a training, I think, today. Uh, but outside of that, they are enjoying some well-deserved time I'm off, let's be honest, because uh, as it currently stands in the NRL, uh, the Warriors are sitting in fifth position, uh, sixth position, um, and on the same amount of points as the Rabbitohs and the Sharks, just behind on on points differential, not far behind the Sharks as well, given the sh- shellacking that they received on the weekend. So uh, lots of league to talk between now and 3pm. Usually I open the show, we open the show, uh, Kempi and myself, with a little bit of an anal- analysis of the game on the weekend. Of course, this one was the Warriors defeating the Canberra Raiders and Jared Croker's 300th uh, by a score of 36 points to 14. But that's been talked about a lot um, so far this week. And given I don't have Kempe, I'm just going to throw the lines open for about 10 minutes uh, before we get to Captain Torhu Harris. Um, And the question I want to ask is, uh, off the back of the win against the Raiders, which many feel, both here and across the ditch, has been a bit of a marker in the sand for the Warriors that they need to start taking us seriously. And this is a genuine, you know, top eight, maybe even top four team. That's the question I want to ask. Where where do you legitimately think the Warriors sit in the NRL right now? Uh, regardless of what the table looks like, think about some of the teams around them, teams that are starting to get a bit of momentum. I know people are talking about the Eels starting to string some performances together. Uh, you got the Cowboys who do sort of, flip and flop every every week, but they're, they're dangerous uh, come the back end of the season. So the Warriors sitting in sixth position, but where do you think uh, we they should genuinely sit? Are they a top four team? Are the Warriors a top four team in 2023? That's a big question. And you look at the teams ahead of them, the, the Panthers, the Broncos, the Storm, the Rabbitohs, and the Sharks. Are, I mean, personally, I think you'd look at the Panthers and the Broncos and say we're probably not quite at that level yet. Some great performances, and Blake Ashford made the point on Friday night in the commentary box that even some of the games the Warriors have lost, we haven't really played poorly. There might be one poor performance in 2023, but on the whole, it's been pretty solid outings from the Warriors in the games that they've lost. I mean, their biggest loss came against the Roosters at home when they lost 14 points to nil. Um, So, you know, they're, they're... we're yet to have a blowout like some of the other teams around us have. But when you look at Penrith and you look at the Broncos, you think those two teams are far and away out in front. Um, the Storm, I probably before the weekend would have said that, you know, that the Storm aren't the Storm of old and, and maybe we'd have a chance to tip them up if we played them again in the former and now. But, gee, they put a massive performance on against the Sharks in the weekend and I did not see that big of a scoreline coming. I was half tempted to tip the Sharks before kickoff. And then the Rabbitohs... Um, the other top four side, which you at the moment are saying are, are up there as premiership favourites uh, favorites alongside the Panthers and the Broncos. So 
are we are we good enough to compete with those four teams? Panthers, Broncos, Storm, and Rabbitohs. Or are the Warriors sitting where they're probably going to finish? Are they sitting in, in fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth? Is that where we belong in 2023? And don't, you know, don't get down about that as a Warriors fan because we we looked at this new structure with Andrew Webster, Andrew McFadden, the players that were bought in. And said that this was a this was a you know three to five year plan. Don't expect titles to come straight away. If we make the top eight, that's a that's a great win. Now we're in a position where we're sitting well inside the, the top eight. And I would hazard a guess that if we finished eighth, some people would be disappointed given the season that we're having, which is remarkable given the conversations we were having last year and at the beginning of the season. So give me a call, 0800 150 We'll have a natter for the first couple of minutes before we catch up with Toru Harris, and we will go straight to the phone lines now where Scotty is called in from Wellington. G'day, Scotty. Hey, Sammy, how are you? Doing very well, my friend. What do you reckon? I, I agree with you definitely on that last point. I think looking at it now, finishing eighth would be a bit of a disappointment. Um, I think at the start of the season, everyone would have taken finishing eighth and, and obviously getting into the playoffs. Um, but I think we can definitely aim higher than that. Um, I think, as you say, I mean, Penrith, Penrith have got to be the benchmark. Um, they still are. Um, the Broncos, yes, but I think, and it's been well documented, is obviously the amount of games they've played in Queensland. Um, so for them, it's, you know, obviously they've got that advantage that they've played more games at home probably or in the home region than anyone else. Mm. Um, and then I think for us in... What are we, uh, next weekend, um, coming up against the Rabbitohs. I'm, I'm hoping for a full-strength Rabbitohs team to come here because that'll give us a good indication of, obviously, where we're sitting as well. Um, you know, and if, if we can beat the Rabbitohs at, at home, um, then there's no reason why we can't be aiming for around that fourth spot. Um, I think if you put the Rabbitohs in Melbourne around that spot as well, and then I, I reckon after that, you know, we're, we're probably the best team after that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, um, Scotty, and that, that Rabbitohs game is, is going to be the, the true barometer of the season. I probably would have said earlier on it was those games where we came up against the Roosters and the Storm and the Panthers and that sort of stretch there, but I feel like the goalposts have yep. shifted a little bit now, and I think you're right, the Rabbitohs game at home, it probably will be a full-strength Rabbitohs team, uh, is 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 the truest test um, so far to, to probably work out whether we're top four or not. And let's not forget as well um, the, the depth of the Warriors at the moment and the fact that we still have a couple of key guys to come back from injury. We talked a lot about Jazz and, and Dylan Walker and how much impact they were adding off the bench. Well, we haven't had both of those players together for the best part of six or seven weeks. So bringing those two back into the fold as well, um, you think if the rest of the squad can stay fit, you know, it, they can only go up. Exactly, exactly. And that was the other point I was going to make, the injuries. Um, and I think, yeah, the cluster of those guys are, are all due back um, uh, next weekend as well. So, you know, it's a good headache for Andrew Webster to obviously have, um, you know, trying to fit all of those guys back in. Um, and if we can stay injury-free, we just we just need to stay injury-free so yeah. we can have that bit of luck. Um, and, and as I say, you know, a full-strength Warriors team going up against a full-strength Rabbitohs team, if, if we can pull that off, then, you know, there is no reason why we can't be aiming for, you know, at least third or fourth spot. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Um, Scotty, yeah, injury's a big one. Sean Johnson, Torhu Harris, those are two players who are arguably two of the best three so far in 2023. I'd, I'd put Chance Nicole Klukstar, maybe Adam Fanua Blake alongside them, but, you know, that both Sean and Torhu are, are players that have had injury problems in the past. They are older as well. 
So minding those bodies, and, and I'll come back to a point I always make, teams that win the Premiership are generally the teams that stay the healthiest for the whole season. So they are massive parts to whether or not the Warriors are going to finish higher on the NRL ladder. Uh, Domo has called in from Auckland. G'day, Domo. G'day, buddy. Yeah, mate. Nah, plenty of growth there, mate. Uh, left yet, plenty more fuel in the tank. How many of those games we lost, mate? Were we down to 12 for like uh, at least t- uh, 10 minutes, if not 20, you know? Mm. So that's something, uh, because we're higher up the three now, we're going to get more 50-50s. I reckon I love the way Tohu's going, um, yeah, questioning decisions and, and just keeping the ref honest and uh, something to think about. And uh, also... I really like the way Webby's been cautious, you know, not bringing guys back too soon, keeping faith with incumbents. Mm. And, yeah, we're, we're going to be, mate, if we're not, we're, we're top six, rubber the green, mate, top four for sure. Yeah. no, yeah, I, It's yeah. so crucial to get in that top, so crucial to get in that top four, man. I, I agree you with know. you, Domo. Yeah, yeah. Home, home semi-final, um, regardless of whether you win that first week or have to play the second week, um, you know, it, it will be huge for the Warriors. And, and I know Kempi's a big fan of like anything can happen once we get to that point. You just, you know, statistically, historically want to finish in that top four if you want any chance of winning a premiership. But isn't it funny we're even having this conversation? Like I said, given, given where we were at the start of the year or, or last year, talking about, you know, making a top eight would be a good achievement in the first year for Webster. And we start building in three to five years' time. We're starting to maybe make regular top fours and, and challenge for a grand final. And here we are talking about potentially making a top four and, and going on and doing something special. It is it is a remarkable turnaround. And, um, yeah, whether or not the buy does wonders or favours for the Warriors, given that they're riding some good momentum at the moment, that is a big TBC. Um, loved your calls, uh, Scotty and Domo. I uh, would have loved to take some more on the line. I do have lots of questions coming in on YouTube as well and on double eight double three, the Temper Bedpost text machine, but we do have to take a break uh, because uh, we're going to have Torhu Harris, uh, the captain, on the show after that, and uh, we will get to your questions a little bit later on uh, before three o'clock. I promise you that. We're also going to catch up with Kempi after 2.30. So we'll take a break here on Running It Straight. Thanks to South Sea's Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. Come back with Toru Harris after this. Yeah, welcome back into Running It Straight here on ECNZ. Great to have your company as we talk uh, rugby league and the Warriors and a bit of state of origin all the way through until 3 o'clock before we hand over to the run home. But right now on the line, uh, very special privilege to have the captain of the Warriors, Mr. Toru Harris, on a bye week. I know uh, it's supposed to be time off for the lads, so we really do appreciate Toru jumping on, uh, jumping on with us. And I think he's on the line now with us. Uh, afternoon to you, Toru. Yeah, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Mate, uh, I, I said in the intro there, a lot of fans saying uh, this is probably the most uh, impressive performance of, of 2023 for you boys. How, how does it how does it rank for you and, and, uh, and the rest of the group? Yeah, I, I think it's, um, you know, it was a pretty exciting win, uh, obviously with the occasion. Um, going to Canberra is always a, a tough matchup, but then to add on top of, um, on top of that, the 300th for Croker, and uh, we knew that they were going to come out um, aggressive and with a lot of intent and a lot of emotion and um, so to be able to come away with a uh, a decent win against against um, those odds it, it's you know it's it's pretty I guess humbling and and 
exciting. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, yeah, like you mentioned, it wasn't even just two points. It was an impressive two points, which I think is what has got everyone excited. Just talk to us about that first half, mate, because at one point I saw the stats come up on the board. I think it was 45 tackles uh, in in the Warriors' half for the Raiders to our 15 and to only give up six points. I mean, the defence was immense, but rather than um, some people looking at it and going, okay, Canberra are totally on top of us, is that almost how you guys envisioned the game going? The first half was going to be this sort of grind where they come out firing and all you have to do is weather the storm. And then the second half, it was almost like you'd started the game again and you had this whole new, fresh energy. Is that how you guys actually approached it sort of during the week? Yeah, we, we, we certainly spoke about it. Um, we knew that they were going to come out with a lot of emotion, uh, really aggressive because because of the occasion. Um, so we just had to withstand that, um, hopefully throw throw a few um, punches at them and, and get some points on the board. But we knew that it was going to be a tough slog at the beginning of the match. And, and that's what it was. Um, they came with a lot of intent and a lot of line speed and, and made it hard for us to get out of our own backfield. But, um, yeah, our, our, our defence held up really well and, and we went into the halftime break really happy and really confident. Because um, obviously the position was heavily in their favour. So um, same with, with the territory like we're, we're in our own half for a lot of that um first half but um to be able to sort of hold them out and with their only try coming through uh a deflection um we went in really confident and knew that um we had a big opportunity to turn things around in the second half yeah well let's talk about the defense because uh, a stat came out um this morning round 15 2022 uh we had the worst defensive record in the competition by quite some margin. You look at 2023 and currently sitting in second behind Penrith for points against. So there's been a massive turnaround defensively in the space of 12 months, Torhu. What, I mean, there's been changes, obviously coaching changes, there's been personnel changes in the side. What What do you think is the is the major difference defensively from 2022 to 23? Um, to be honest, there is a whole lot of factors that go into it, but um, you know, Webby uh, and our coaches, so Morgs, Rich, and and Stacey, they've done an outstanding job of, of I guess, preparing us and teaching us um, the structures and and I guess giving us that self belief that like if we hang in there, if we if we work hard for each other and and we put the effort in the right areas, that um, you know we can have success. And and I think right from round one. Um, we saw evidence of that. Of, I, I think it was, I think it was round one. We we um, withstood a lot of uh, attack from Newcastle on our own line, and then we went down there, got the ball back, went down the other end, scored a try, and and that's probably um, a big sort of confidence boost for your for our defence was to to be able to hold a quality side out and then go down the other end and and score a try. That that sort of shows us that. Um, gives us the confidence that we can do that if we work hard in the right areas and and have success on the other end. So um, that, that kind of effort and defence uh, can break teams at times, and and it it showed us early on that that we we have the ability to do that. So it sort of um, spurred us on for the rest of the season. Um, but again, like uh, I think it all comes down to what the coaches instilled in us right from day one of preseason, um, where we came in and he wanted us to be uh, improve a lot defensively and, and we're still still not where we want to be. There's there's things every single week that 
that he's constantly pushing us to improve on and and the, and to the players' credit, we've been putting our heads down and, and trying to work hard at it. It's such a um, like an attitude thing as well. Like I know that gets talked about a lot in, in rugby league. You know, the defense's attitude and, and getting up into the line and, and working for one another. Does that, you know, come from what you guys work on during the week? I mean, you mentioned that the coaches are instilling that sort of confidence in you, but how are they doing it? Is it is it conversations? Is it the way you guys are training? Is it your your tactical sessions? Where, where's it sort of coming from during the week? Yes, it's, it's all of it. Um, so the, the first the first thing. Um, is like defense is all about attitude and and um, like Webby is is all about sort of pushing that. But he's he's given each player um, a sort of self belief. He's he's really done a good job of building um, each player's belief in themselves, um, belief that you know that we have the ability to to be a good player and and we have the ability to be even better. So um, he's instilled that on a, that in us right from the start and. Um, he's he's sort of shown us that like if we continue to work hard, we can get better and better. And um, and then there's also the tactical side of it. They they give us all the important information that we need to know, so the players know their roles in in every single situation. And if you do that enough throughout the week, you work hard at it, you train at it. When you get to game time, you sort of find yourself in familiar situations and. You see them doing things that we've seen them do all week uh, through video sessions, and and that allows us to to react faster and, and defend better. So mm. it's a number of different things, but I, I think um, the coaches uh, led by Webby they've found a good balance in, in all those different aspects that go into it. Mm. And yeah, monumental defensive effort on the weekend, which is sort of becoming the uh, the theme of of the season this year. And it's such a tough uh, tough comp. Um, Torhu got the bye this week. Um, you've, you've played three games in between the last one. How how important are the buys this season? Just given how tough this competition seems in twenty twenty three, and and how much you guys are having to exert week in week out defensively. How how important are these bye weeks for you? Oh, they're, they're huge. Um, they're huge for us, especially us with the amount of travel we've done so far and, and, and still got to do. But um, the the competition this year is, is so close and every single game is uh, the intensity is has lifted from, from last year. So, you know, the bodies are getting bruised, getting beaten. So any sort of time off, if you use that time well, um, they're, they're, they're gold. So um, we've, we've done a good job of... of the last buy we had, we came back in um, in really good shape. So, um, you know, every player's sort of got a responsibility to do that again. So coming off the last buy, of course, we came up against the Broncos, who were flying high up towards the top of the competition. This time you're coming up against... Uh, after the bye, you're coming up against a, a Dragons team that is maybe finding a little bit of its mojo and then a South Sydney team that's also flying high. What what do you got to be careful of, Tohu, this time round, given that last time when we came off the bye, we just looked a little bit um, behind when we came up against the Broncos and Napier. What do we got to do different this time? Well, the Broncos game came down to, to moment. So I guess it's... Um, uh, like although we we physically we felt really good, uh, we still have to have that that mental sort of concentration at, in different moments and um, and yeah, so so we've just got to work harder during the week once we're back into training to to know our roles and and sort of execute them and and I thought yeah I think we've got the Dragons first up which is you know they they come off a good win 
um, against South Sydney in the last game. So they're certainly a side that's improving and 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 a side full of dangerous players. So we're, we're certainly going to have to be on our game. Mm, for sure. I've got a couple of questions here. We said we were getting on the show this week and, and put the uh, the question out to listeners. So I've got a couple of text questions in here that people would like to ask you. One comes in from Isaac and says... Uh, <laughs> Tohu, uh, Tohu's got the the length of hair similar to DWZ. Has he ever thought about rocking the uh, the perm like Dallin? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I not at all. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I could ever pull something like that off. Yeah, we found out last week it's actually all natural as well from Dallin, despite uh, contrary belief. People think that it is a perm. It, it's all natural, so uh, you'd have a lot of work to yeah. do, I think. Um, Andrew. Yeah. A- Andrew texts in and says, uh, want to ask Tohu how he's feeling this year. Does he think he has another year of footy in him? Not asking you to make a, a make a call on your future, Tohu, but how, how are you feeling in 2023? And I'm, I'm feeling really good. Um, obviously, the, the games are getting harder and, and the body's feeling it, but um, that's all a part of footy, so I'm feeling really good and really happy at the moment and um, excited, at, of, excited about the things that we're doing as a team and, and as a club, so um, yeah, certainly feeling uh, really refreshed. That's good to hear. Um, Sayala's texting uh, here, and this is, this is a really good one. I think he says, "Who do you see? Who does Torhu see as taking his new role up uh, potentially when he retires?" And I'll frame it like this, Torhu. We we talk a lot about um, the depth of the side this year. We we talk about the halves. Uh, we obviously have some great um, front rowing stocks. Uh, plenty of backs stepping up, and of course uh, Ali Latoa on the weekend coming into the centre position. So we've got a lot of depth around the park. But one 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 position we don't talk about too often is your position, the number third that Webby has turned into that sort of ball-playing, you know, Isaiah Yo, Cameron Murray-type position, and you do it so well, you know, God forbid there's going to be a day that you're going to actually have to, you know, step away. Do you feel like there's people coming through? We've got players coming through that can fill that role? Yeah, there, there is. Um, um, we've obviously got guys already in the team like Dylan who can play that role, um, Bailey Serenin, um, Jazz, if we really have to. <laughs> um, but but there's a lot of young guys coming through um, the ranks like Jacob Laban, Zion Moe, like um, these guys are they're so young but they've got so much ability and and they're playing um, New South Wales Cup uh, week in week out. Um, another one is uh, Dimitrix of Cooler. Mm-hmm. He's um, yeah he he's still only 18 years old I think and and he's got a taste of first grade. But and one thing that um, people haven't really seen of him so far as is his skill with the ball. He's he's extremely talented at, at passing the ball and and he's a smart footy player. Um, he just hasn't really had the opportunity in first grade to, to be able to do that role. But um, that's something that he's really working hard on, and and I'm sure uh, we'll see more of it moving forward. And uh, just one more here from John that says, uh, I feel like the team has gotten most of the hard work done already this season. We've got a pretty favourable schedule uh, running home to the final rounds. How do we make sure the team stays mentally focused and up at the level that we're playing at at the moment? Uh, we, we, can't, we can't look too far ahead and, and we can't sort of get ahead of ourselves in terms of like thinking that the result's just going to come. Um, every single week in this competition is... Is tough. It doesn't matter who you're playing. It's it's, it's a grind and it's and it's a hard fought game. So we we've got to uh, prepare as best as we can and and still continue to try and improve on the things that we need to. So um, yeah, I, I think for us to sort of have a good back end of the year, we we can't afford to take the foot off the pedal. We've got to just put our heads down, keep improving at 
at all the little things that have put us in this position to begin with. But um, and hopefully we can do, sort of keep improving and take more steps towards uh, our sort of end goal. Mm, absolutely. Um, Tori, just before we let you go, mate, uh, so your bye week this week, I'm sure you've got a couple of uh, gym sessions and, and uh, a few training sessions just to keep the uh, the bodies moving. But uh, what are you getting up to, mate? What, do you, what does Tori Harris do when he's got a, what, a bit of time off to just uh, sit down and decompress? <laughs> um, just, just time with, with the family. Um, with us being away, so much. Um, haven't been able to do school drop offs or, or um, um, things like that. Just just normal normal everyday things. So really appreciating the time that that um, I get to do those things. So um, yeah, the son's still going to school, so um, get to you know drop him off, pick him up, and. Um, little things like that. Yeah, dad duty, dad duty for a week. I love it. Uh, really appreciate you coming on, uh, Tohu. Uh, as always, love hearing from you. Uh, yeah, look, a lot of excitement around the team at the moment. Um, flying absolutely high. A well-deserved uh, week off for you and the boys after that big win in Canberra. So uh, enjoy it, and uh, we look forward to seeing you back in action against the Dragons in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks heaps for coming on. Cool. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. There you go, uh, Tohu Harris there joining us uh, during the bye week. Uh, very appreciative of him giving up his time. Uh, and apologies if I didn't get to all the questions. I was trying to get as many out as I could, uh, conscious that we have uh, news coming up as well. Um, I will get to those questions. Oh, plenty of comments on YouTube and lots coming in on double eight double three. So we'll take a break for new sport and weather. We'll come back with your questions and we will catch up with Kempi as well. Uh, we'll push him back just a couple of minutes. I'm sure he can be patient and he can wait. Uh, at the pub that he's in in Newcastle. We'll get to keep you very shortly. But first, new sport and weather with Johnny Mack. We're running it straight here on SENZ. We are about 26 minutes away from 3 o'clock. Tony Kemp. Kempe will join us in around about 10 minutes' time. We'll talk a little bit of the Origin squads named this week for Origin Game 2 next Wednesday. Lots of talking points uh, on that. We'll also have a listen to some of our uh, voicemails on the uh, One New Zealand Warriors voicemail. Uh, We're looking for the One New Zealand Warriors' biggest fan. And you've heard about this across the station. You can win a big, big package, including a trip to Australia to watch a Warriors game, flights, accommodation, spending money, the lot. All you've got to do is ring the number 0800 37 Go Warriors. Put your voicemail on as to why you're the biggest Warriors fan, and you could win, go into the draw to win that. So we'll have a listen to, to some of the ones that have come through over the course of the week. But right now, let's rip through some questions, and we'll try and go as, uh, as quick as we can here. Uh, Jared says, uh, we'd have to be disappointed not to finish top four with this run in. We've got the bye, Dragons away, Rabbitohs home, Eels away, Sharks home, Raiders home, bye. Titans away, Tigers away, Manly home, Dragons home, Dolphins away. It is a very favourable um, schedule for the back half of the Warriors, Jared. I'll, I'll split it into two parts. So after the second bye, Titans away, Tigers away, Manly home, Dragons home, Dolphins away. Now, travelling well, I think we'd win four of those five games. Titans, Tigers, Dragons, Dolphins, certainly ones that I think we can get up. Manly is, I mean, who knows what Manly you're going to get, really. Um, is it the Manly where Tommy Turbo completely breaks you open, or is it the Manly that's going to get 40 points put on them? So let's just pencil four out of the five there. Um, the, the real tough one is going to be this next stretch, I think, because the Dragons away, and the Dragons, you know, they were scrappy against Souths on the weekend. It was a, it was a South B team, um, but they were scrappy, I, I think. They are beatable, but you heck, you don't want to lose to them. That's probably the key thing here. That, you, that would just be the worst return after the bye to lose to the Dragons. And typically we, we struggle at, in St. George as well. So uh, that is a home game for the Dragons. The Rabbitohs, we talked about it, biggest test. The Eels flying high at the moment now, starting to play good football. Mitchell Moses gets the call up for Origin. He's playing very well, so that's going to be another very tough game away as well in Sydney. Then the Sharks and Raiders at home, and you'd think... 
you know, once again, the Sharks are are up and down. Which team are you going to get? Which Nico Hines are you going to get? Um, absolutely pants by the storm on the weekend. We did beat them once this season, uh, but those two games are at home, Sharks and Raiders. So you're looking at that going five games, you'd be happy to probably win three of the five. Two of the five, you'd, you'd almost take as well, given the opposition. So take the two buys into account, four from the last five, and then throw in another two or three, and you're well over the 30 points needed to make the top eight. So I think top eight is, is almost certainly on the cards for the Warriors. The top four, it will come down to the Rabbits game, probably the Eels game, the Sharks game, and the Manly game. Those are the four games that's probably going to determine whether or not we finish in the top four or we finish in that six to eight. Uh, Junior says, the Warriors are a genuine top eight contender, not top four because we haven't been in the Panthers, Souths, Parramatta, or Storm. As soon as we beat one of those teams, we'll start believing. And Junior, that's a that's a sentiment that I think shared by a lot of people. Chris says, look at the draw. Warriors have, had, uh, have two buys in two matches against 17th Dragons and one against the 16th Tigers. Not saying we are one of the best four teams, but a good chance of finishing a top four. And that's another good way of putting it, Chris. Maybe we're not on paper better than teams that are around that four, but we can certainly crack that top four points-wise simply by picking up wins against these teams that we are playing. Sean says, hey, Sam, uh, loved hearing you on the Warriors Life podcast. You jumped on with the Warriors Life boys yesterday, actually. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. Just a question. Do you think fellas like RTS will end up at the Warriors this year, and do you think they need to go to market for another big forward, maybe like one of the Safidi brothers, Stefano Utukamanu, or even Leo Thompson from the Knights? Or do you think guys... Do you do the guys think a smaller monkey prop rotation works better in today's game? Cheers, Cozzy. Um Look, I... I wouldn't be surprised if, um, sorry, a smaller mobile prop rotation. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if RTS um, is at the Warriors this year. I, I'm not going to, I don't, a part of me says it's going to happen, but I think that comes down to New Zealand rugby and whether they give him a release. I think he'll ask for one. Whether or not they give him one is, is another question, but the Blues, you know, could bundle out a Super Rugby this weekend. He may not make the All Black squad. We'll know on Sunday for the um, Rugby Championship. And if he doesn't, well, then he's sitting on the sidelines basically for a year until he gets into Warriors, well, you know, eight months until he gets into Warriors camp, whatever it is. So um, it'll be whether New Zealand Rugby release him. In terms of uh, the pro- uh, the the forwards, um, look, I whatever Webby's doing at the moment is working. I mean, no one really thought that Mitch Barnett and Maratini Akore were going to be as solid as they have been, and, and to an extent, Jackson Ford. So the revelation of those players probably means the Ford pack is looking okay. Sure, we'd love another another big bopper, but given we're probably paying quite a bit to get RTS here, we may not have the money for a frontline big-name prop, but you know, if they can add just one more bit of size, I'd be, I'd be all for it, um, Cozzy. Whether or not that happens this year, whether they're targeting 2024, um, that's that's a TBC. Although I did hear Cappy on with Smithy this morning saying that they do have one spot open or a couple of spots open for this year. Uh, Dave says, uh, "Hey Sammy, love the show. Can you say thanks to Tohu and the Warriors for always allowing their team media interviews as they are amazing." You had Cappy this morning. Dallin the other day it provides great insight. Cheers, Warriors. Keep up the awesome effort. Yep, Dave. The Warriors are one of the best in New Zealand at uh, at uh, offering up their players and their coaches. It's never a challenge or a chore to get them on, which is why I love doing it. Um, so yeah, great to great to have. Who on? I'll just jump on to our uh, YouTube feed. Uh, Samoa Metalhead, good friend of the show, says uh, up the Waz. Um, Liam says, lads, very interested in Tohu's thoughts on where the team want to end the season. Everyone keeps saying week by week by a time, but this team can be top four. Is that message being pushed inside the club? Well, I can tell you, Liam, after talking with a few guys at the club and, and hearing Webster as well, like that is just not on the radar. Andrew Webster even jokes about the fact that he doesn't look at the NRL ladder. 
he doesn't even look at it. He, you ask him where they are and sometimes he doesn't know whether or not that's true or not. But I guess the mentality is they're not thinking about that at all. They're just not thinking about whether or not they're going to make top four, whether they're going to make top eight. And, and to an extent, why would you in your first year, really? I mean, they might have set goals at the beginning of the season to, to make finals football, but in your first year, you're probably not telling the team they're going to win a premiership. But look, he is instilling a lot of belief, so um, those might be conversations here behind closed doors. Um, JC says, Sammy, as a Warriors fan, is this the best you have ever seen the club as a whole? I think, you know, we're probably measuring a little bit at the moment against the COVID years. Um and in that regard, you know, the club is flying because of what we've had over the last three or four seasons. Um, certainly, it's it's a, it's a golden patch we haven't seen probably since 2018 when, when we last made the finals and we had RTS and Sean playing good football at the time then. But I'd argue this team's better than that team as well. Um, the competition sort of feels close like it did back in 2018, but I argue we've got a better team this year than we did back in 2018 as a whole. Um, and certainly we haven't had the consistency like we've had here since probably that sort of 2011 season and even going all the way back to that 2002 season. So for me personally, um, JC, I think uh, it, it certainly is one of the best, uh, yeah, it's one of the best positions I've seen the Warriors in a, in a very, very, very long time. Um, Mana says, the Warriors just continue to assess and improve fitness, communication, resilience, defence, finishing tries, depth. What does the team need to work on now? Maybe ruthless slash scoring from anywhere, anytime. Yep, that's definitely a string they can add to their bow. Uh, Mana, I think they've built the team mentality at the moment on determination, grit, perseverance, defence. And that probably is a game plan that doesn't lend itself for, you know, breaking a game open and scoring 40 points. It's it's certainly working for us at the moment and it does demoralise teams. Like obviously the Raiders were demoralised on Friday evening and that's why the second half went the way that it did. I don't think teams like Souths and, and Penrith suffer the same like like the Raiders did. But that game plan of wearing a team down to then create opportunities, I think, is is exactly how Andrew Webster has has moulded the team. And in that regard, I don't think we're going to really see. But I would like to see maybe a little bit more ruthlessness in that final sort of 20 metres. Um, the game definitely opened up for the Warriors on Friday. That probably flattered the scoreline a little bit. But just being able to execute and finish in the, in the final third is something that I think probably most teams want to work on. But I think the Warriors can definitely get better at it as well. Um, Story says, I reckon we can crack the top four as we still have a lot of injured players due back. The ball bros, Tamati Martin, Ed Cossey as well. Yeah, Tamati Martin I think is back after the bye and I imagine he's going to slot straight back in alongside Sean. That's going to be uh, that's going to be a huge difference as well. Um, and uh, Nas has said, to an extent, Jackson Ford has been the find of the season for the Warriors in my opinion. Yeah, He was, uh, like I said, him, Marata and Mitch Barnett, you sort of were excited by them as signings, but I don't think you would have thought they were going to go as well as they have. They have been revelations in a way and have filled a lot of positional gaps that you looked at and said, oh, we're lacking there, we're lacking there. I, I sort of don't feel the same anymore. It's probably more about the depth and, and some of the young guys coming through. I mean, gee, Ali Leotoa couldn't, couldn't have, you couldn't have asked for a better debut from a young 20-year-old playing in the centres against a guy playing his 300th and on the edge of Jack Whiten. Just a phenomenal performance, and he's got a very, very bright future ahead of him. And there's a lot of those guys playing in that New South Wales Cup team. They're sitting pretty high up on that New South Wales Cup ladder as well. Um, they beat the Raiders on the weekend. So, you know, there's, there is some serious depth here and some serious excitement, I think, around the club um, in all positions 
which is fantastic to see. Uh, lots still coming in here on YouTube, lots coming in on double eight double three. Uh, we will take a break. I've only left about three minutes for Kempi, so I might just catch up with him and find out what he's up to. That might be all we have time for. Stay with us here on uh, Running It Straight on SCNZ. Big thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. Ten minutes away from three, I just remembered in the break that we actually uh, get charged by the hour to use Kempi. And I uh, got the call from the big bosses that uh, they didn't want me getting him on because of the, such the large fee that he gets paid. Um, so, Kempi, I hope you're enjoying your time over in Newcastle, my friend, that little junket of yours. And bring us over a couple of freebies if you get a chance. Uh, we're going to listen to a couple of the voicemails that have come through uh, through the Warriors voicemail. Remember, you just have to call 0800 go warriors You could appear on the show like this, and you obviously go into the draw to win that big trip over to Sydney. Ring in. Sound like this guy. I'm the wise. Hey, just calling, um, very passionate supporter, had a Warriors tattoo since I was 16 years old, I'm now 21. Yet to see the boys lift the Premiership, but I feel like it's our year. Come on, baby! Go the one! <laughs> there you go, that's very passionate. What about this guy? Yeah, kia ora whanau, it's Joe here in Gizzy. Hey, listen, I took out a student loan in 95 and went to the first game and have been a Warriors fan ever since. We live down here in Gizzy on the coast and life's been a bit tough through the cyclone and the floods. We take a couple of van loads of kids and whānau up there every year to go and watch some games. Keen as One Nation Warriors fans right here. So if you're ever in need of giving us some tickets, looking after us, putting on a bus for 25 kids to come up from Gisborne, give us a call. 021-446-441. Go the Warriors. There you go. One number into another. 0800-37-GO-WARRIORS. Ring up and give your voicemail and you could win that big trip over to Australia to watch the Warriors play live and exclusive use of One New Zealand's home base at Go Media Mount Smart. Um, I'll tell you what we're going to do with Kempi. Uh, we might jump off at 3 o'clock and me and Kempi are going to go into it. Well, I'm going to go into a booth and call Kempi up uh, and we'll do a little exclusive podcast. So if you're interested in that, we're going to talk State of Origin squads. We'll talk Adam Reynolds. We'll talk Nico Hines. We'll talk Mitch Moses. All your questions that have come through on double eight double three, we'll do that in an exclusive podcast, which we'll put up on our channels. And Kempi has just gone through uh, the Newcastle High Performance Centre up in Knights territory, and he's very keen to talk about that. So um, let's do it. Let's do a podcast, Kempi and I, after three. We'll publish that as soon as we can, and you can go have a listen to that on demand. Just one uh, that did uh, come in quickly that said. Um, is there a chance that if RTS comes back, he spoils the rhythm of the side? People think he's going to be automatically uh, to automatically improve the team. I'm one of those. He will be playing a position a little bit foreign to him at that level. Chances of spoiling the good chemistry created by Jared, and it is a great point you make, Jared. I'm not a I'm not an NRL coach. I probably can't answer the question, but I would imagine that is a concern if he was to come back early. That uh, Webby and Cappy have is making sure that if they do introduce him to the side, it's into the system that that they're playing and that it works for Roger. He probably would spend a couple of games in New South Wales Cup just to you know get his feet back underneath him. But we all know how talented Roger is, and I saw someone even the other day saying that he's that he's. He's overrated now, and who's expecting him to come back? Is it the guy's a Dalian medalist? You know, three years ago, was it three years ago that he won the Dalian, or four years ago? He was arguably the best fullback in the game when he left the club. You don't just lose that in a couple of years. I know he's gone and played a couple of years in rugby, but you don't just lose that all of a sudden. And he is, from what everyone says, both around the Warriors and around the Blues, he is one of the hardest working and the hardest trainers in any team. And I would welcome that back with open arms at the Warriors. We'll take one more quick break uh, before we hand over to the run home at 3 o'clock. 
running it straight. We are coming up quickly to 3 o'clock. We're going to hand over to the Run Home, who are broadcasting live from Hamilton. Uh, like I said, Kempi and I will jump into a booth after the show. We will record uh, an exclusive podcast for you just with some of your questions here on State of Origin, on a few positional changes for the Warriors, um, and we'll hear Kempi's stories about the Newcastle Knights high-performance facility. Big buy this weekend for the Warriors in a number of NRL teams, including the Broncos, Dolphins, Dragons, Rabbitohs, Raiders and Titans. So you've got Cowboys, Panthers, Knights, Roosters, Eels, Seagulls, West Tigers, Storm and Sharks, Bulldogs. That's your NRL action this weekend. And then, of course, State of Origin Game 2 next Wednesday at Suncorp. That is going to be an absolute cracker. But that is us running it straight for another week. Really appreciate all your feedback, your texts and your comments on the YouTube Live. We will be back again next Wednesday to do it, previewing Origin Game 2. Run home coming up next.